have we got an episode for you. This is our 150th recap episode of Brunch with the Hollowells. I cannot believe we are at Season 7, Episode 16, The Seven Year Witch. Congratulations, Rob. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Ryan, what did you think of this episode this week? Did it feel like 150th to you? A milestone? With the yes, but I did want more. But I'm satisfied if I have to accept it. (laughs) That sounds terrible, but yes. No, that's fair. Usually these milestones includes like tons of people from back in the day, all returning, just giving cameos, a lot of nostalgia or reminders that they've done so many things. And there is a little bit of that in there, which we'll talk about. But yeah, I thought this was a fair episode. I think one of the biggest things is that Cole comes back and this is literally 50 episodes from when he died. So it makes sense for him to kind of show up on this particular milestone. But it also is a very important episode because we see that Leo has made a heavy, heavy decision on the rest of his life, to be honest. Is it the first time he's done this? No. So I don't know if it hits differently. Maybe through this conversation, we'll sort of find out if, you know, if this is like a big thing or if it's just like, uh, there Leo goes again, you know? So we'll see. We will see, but let's go through our list. What was that big play, that uh, moment that happened in this episode? I'm going with Mr. Drake, Rob, Mm -hmm. and getting Wyatt to heal Piper. (laughs) You thought it was was him who did it? I think think it is, because I think he was the one, he read the Book of Shadows, and he realized that Wyatt did it, so he must have grabbed him. He's like, oh, mommy needs you. Okay, so, that makes sense. I that, think he was the smartest thing, and I wish the other two thought of it. <laughs> Piper, I mean, Paige and Phoebe. I, yeah, I, I guess I didn't look at it that way. I mean, he it made sense for him as far as telling the audience why, why you know, why it did that and why he knew that he could. But I guess he probably did grab Wyatt and be like, heal your mom, you know? You know oh, yeah, you know Wyatt ain't do with that for, for by himself. He was well, probably too busy ripping up a teddy bear. That <sighs> is, that's actually my play too. I thought it was a really cool reveal the way they just were like, yeah, why it beat you to it. So, but it was really cool that he was able to do that. Uh, how about MVP? I'm picking Drake again for staying so positive and literally I feel like motivating the women, the ladies, the sisters to continue on their goal and then doing his ultimate goal. Okay. That's cool. Uh, This would have been a heavy repeat on sort of the storyline of which white lighter, but because Leo has turned human, it would have been perfect if Drake became their new white lighter. (gasps) Oh, just given how he stepped up and motivated them to continue on and fight and keep trying and all this stuff. So that would have been an amazing, but then they would have had another white lighter, witch relationship. And I don't want to see that again. So I'm okay with that. They're like, bye Drake, you're gone. 
I but I actually just clutched my pearls that aren't even there when Rob said that because that is an ingenious idea. If Kyle Brody was able to get it, Drake Damone should have been up there. Oh. Yeah. Well, my MVP is actually going to Cole. I'm giving it to him just because of how intricate his plan was. And I'll be honest with you, during the episode, I was like, why did Piper get hit with thorns just so she can pass out? Was that fate for her to get, you know, in a coma? Would she have been able to talk to Cole unless she didn't get hit? And it turns out that Cole actually sent the thorn demons to her to get hit. I mean, it was all a big risk, but he was playing chess the entire time. And I was very impressed with that, all of that reveal. So he gets MVP for me. And did you happen to add Cole or anyone else to your hot man meter this week? It's raining, man. You know, originally, Rob, I thought I was going to add Cole going into this saying, you know, of course. But I don't know. It didn't, not that he didn't do it. It just maybe because it was one episode, but no, I ended up not adding Cole or anyone this week. Yes, that is the same. I didn't add anyone either. Look, I think if Cole had came back with a different look and I'm sure there's no reason for him to being in an astral plane or, or, you know, realm or whatever, I, you know, he can't grow facial hair or anything like that. But at the same time, if he had came back different, I probably would have considered it, but it was the same look. We know he looks good. I don't need him on my list. I've already established that he's hot. It's it's whatever. Exactly, exactly. And he was a knit tuck at this point, right? So he had to keep that look. So he wasn't going to change anything. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, well, let's get to our episode. We are doing... Oh, okay, fine. It looks oh, like we'll wait... To start She's the really episode. on it again. This the last two weeks she has been on it. She, really on it. All right. Well, this is who she spotted this week. A happy ending. Are you out of your mind? No happy endings, you fool. Happy endings are a dangerous thing. Never forget that. No, I'm not gonna go where everyone else thinks I'm going with that happy ending. I'm thinking about it as a fairy tale happy ending. So I'm going to ask if this again is the witch from night books. <laughs> yes, it is the witch from night books. Her name is Natasha with a C. Uh, she is the witch that is in this uh, book series or book, uh, book turned uh, Netflix original film called Night Books. She is a witch who kidnaps children and, you know, kills them unless she finds some use for you. And so she kidnaps this kid, Alex, and basically he tries to, you know, fight for his life by saying, hey, you like scary stories. I'm a writer. I can give you scary stories. And so she decides to keep him in her apartment and he has to tell a scary story to her every single day. Wow. Kristen Witter plays the witch and she does a phenomenal job as playing a witch, let alone an evil witch. Her <laughs> makeup and wardrobe is amazing. Her attitude, she brings it 
And basically her powers is that she just knows all forms of magic and she's highly in, in oh. you know, an in intellect. Uh, so with levitation, spell casting, all of the above, you know, transformation, teleportation, all of that is included into this idea of her just knowing magic as a whole. But uh, she is a child murderer. She is also <sighs> done slavery. She's done abuse. She's been physical with these kids. Oh my God. Torture, conspiracy, animal cruelty, like you name it. This woman is insane. And so, uh, so okay, so we're not rooting for her, evidently. Like she's not ends up lovable by the end of this. I would just go to Netflix and watch, but I found this movie to be very entertaining, and I love this witch. So Natasha, the evil witch, she lives up to her name. <laughs> Welcome. All right, now let's get to our episode. The Seven Year Witch. This air date was April tenth. 2005 written by janine renshaw directed by michael grossman and so guest stars include julian mcmahon as cole turner kathleen wilhoyt as nadine we have david wells as clyde our truck driver brett rice as as the sheriff and then in his last episode is billy zane as drake damone with a co-star of Stacy Reed and Thomas Lumberg Jr. as Suzanne and our officer of the episode. So Piper ends up in a coma after a vicious demon attack and her spirit is stuck in the cosmic void between life and death. Moreover, she is surprised to find Cole waiting for her. Piper and Paige fight thorn demons in an alley. The female of the species spits thorns and one of the thorns hits Piper. Leo is unable to heal her because he is to face the elder's judgment. Cue the credits. As told to him by Odin and Sandra, he is to be made human and his memories erased. This is a test whether he belongs with the elders or with Piper. Rob, I hated the plot for the 150th episode. Oh, no. Okay, go into detail. Why did you not like this? This goes back to, I guess, 2005, April. I expected so much of this based on the 100th episode. You know, they did go out. We had the seer. We had Coldy and Vanquished. We had that whole, if Prue, when Prue died and Piper goes all la femme laquita the whole thing felt really grand and epic this was epic well no actually no it's i'm not even lying it's, it wasn't epic but it was good i like that they focused on leo i guess at this point they're like well the sisters are always the folk let's throw it up to like leo and his character and he was there since the beginning too maybe but you know me just one one more than a a Prue reference than a I was around since Prue kind of line. Like, give me that Prue set this in motion. Give me, like, she sent Cole to send Phoebe. Just a comment like that, a, a flip of the book. That's what I was waiting for back in the day. I know I'm holding on to Prue, but again, if we didn't have the first three seasons, we wouldn't have had the ones we're in now. So you, I want a celebration of all. You know, the whole yeah. series as a whole. Because 150 is big. I mean, that was a big 
milestone. Well, they definitely wouldn't have made it to 200 given that this was supposed to be the last season. So yeah, uh, it, it made sense for them to celebrate 150. So they did the best they could, I guess. <laughs> so besides that, we got the alley. I feel like that is very charmed. As you know, I love my alleys and my ambiance. And the double impalement by Paige with the ugly metal thing. <laughs> I love yeah, that. Yeah, what move. to call it. Okay, I love it. But she double impaired those two demons. And of course... I think we we're sharing this up the whole lip gloss comment with Paige, but it's so funny that that's the first thing she thought of to tell that woman when they, she asked if she, they were homeless or they needed help. Funny. And it always stood out as one of those lines, you know? Yeah, no, it is a good line. In fact, it is sort of rumored that she ad libbed that line. It wasn't even <laughs> in the script. So that's Great. definitely one where she kind of took reign of that. Uh, it was also nice in this scene, too, because Piper did say, you know, this is the 150th alley and all the, you know, the ones before that. So they're acknowledging that they've done this 150 times um, and they that all look the cool. same after a while. So I thought that was funny. I wish they hadn't shown Julian's name in the guest star. Yeah. And I wish they had kept him out of the trailer. I understand that you want to advertise and get people mm-hmm. to watch. But, you know, obviously true fans are going to watch regardless and trying to grab somebody new and put them into this 150th episode for the first time. There's just no reason for people to know. Oh, you're right. I would have like passed out if they had just said like special guest or somebody from our past and they blurred his face or they just had Piper's look. Yeah. Looking like who could it be? And then you have to watch. So true. And then, of course, we all would have thought it was, could it be? Could we be getting a Prue something, right? And then it could have been Cole, at least. It would have been like, okay. But yeah, you know the WB. They had to get that in. Sometimes when they have season finales, they, you know, or series finales for that matter, you know, they always, you know, list almost every single person that you're going to see, which should be a surprise, especially Uh. the way that they film it. And they make it, you know, seem like, oh, look at this, this reveal. And it's like, well, we knew he was coming. So it's just kind of defeats the purpose, but too bad. I also liked the way the thorn demons looked with their tattoos yeah. and everything. They looked pretty cool. Uh, we saw a new thing. I don't think thorn spitting has ever been done before. Uh, what do you think about this particular power or skill? It looked, uh, it looked really cool. You know, and it, it seems like it's a practical thing because you don't want thorns like con- like shooting at you as like darts, basically flying at you continuously. It seems like she could just continue to project them. So I think that's cool. At the, with the amount that was and coming gross. out of her mouth, um, I thought was was good to have. You know, the ability to shoot out that many that fast. So that was cool. It's a good thing you know Phoebe didn't get hit, but yeah, amen. So what about this particular test? This is supposed to help Leo truly decide where he belongs. Do you think that this test, you know, at this point, just hearing about it is effective? Or would you have thought of something different in order for him to either be punished or figure out where he belongs? Does this make sense? When you said it like that, 
right now it registered in my head yeah i guess it does you know in their twisted elder brain i guess it does make sense you know like well he's gonna go the way that he really wants to go but it's so crazy it's such a crazy plot to like we're just gonna randomly throw him somewhere and if he remembers his family if he makes it there but that's crazy but here comes odin yeah i i mean this test is what it is i mean they're they're letting quote unquote fate handle it and destiny and all of this stuff, but like he already told you even before the test, I will choose my family before everything. So I don't understand exactly what erasing his memory was going to do because he had already made his decision. I mean, it's it's weird. But they brought up the whole falling from grace thing. Nobody's never done that, so <laughs> I wonder what's going to happen next. <laughs> You're right. So Leo finds himself stranded and alone in Royal Texas. A pickup almost hits him and flips over. He pulls the driver out before the truck explodes. So I'm looking at this big, giant, you know, span of land. There are no trees. There's no buildings. There's no mountains covering the road. How does this truck not see one person in the road? To be going that fast, swerving, and then flipping over. So oh my god, I didn't see you. Like where I don't understand how he missed a gentleman just standing in the middle of the road. I don't understand. I'm so confused. And it was so I love you're right. And then it was so dramatic that he flipped too. Like, oh my god. He not only did he not see him, but you're right, there was nothing else around, just a straight road ahead of him so i guess he was texting you know back in the day on one of the phones like we had and he he was pressing that a b b b b c c c c a he was really trying to i don't know what was going on so he couldn't heal but his medical training proved useful he remembers his experience on guadalcanal so ryan do you happen to have any cpr or any medical training would you be able to help this gentleman the way leo did putting an arm into a socket. Like, what do you think about all of that? My arm is barely hanging in its socket itself. So, but no, um, I always think of this. Well, I always think of this. Like if you're driving somewhere, like you want to be the one to be able to say, like you, you want to be able to help somebody like, you, like I would do my best, but no matter of fact, Rob, I failed my high school, um, Heimlich maneuver test because I literally lifted my friend Philip Talon off the ground and picked him up like this. <laughs> and that's not how you're supposed to do it when you're giving someone the Heimlich. So I failed. <laughs> well, I've done a CPR class before and got certified for the moment, but of course, I forgot everything that I learned. I mean, there is the basics, but I want to be able to do it without having to break someone's ribs. And so oh, would God. I trust myself to give CPR to somebody? I don't think so. But uh, I, I would like to hope that I would have the courage to help or do something Ooh. if a situation like this happened. <laughs> but you're right. Like, what if you press too hard and you break their rib cage? That's what and, I'd be worried about. And they can sue. It's a little confusing. I would have to look it up, but I remember, I don't, I don't know if this is universal, but I know in, you know, some states or whatever, like you can be sued and, and charged if you were to try and help somebody and then break their bones in the process. So you are literally not to touch 
anybody oh. who's hurt oh, that's, this is on the ground. You can't touch anyone. So you have to like let them sit there and just call for help unless you're like a certified nurse or something. Be safe, everyone. <laughs> yeah. But, th- I mean, that rule could have changed. I don't know. The last time I heard is that you are not to touch, what, like, nothing. Don't touch a limb. So. Well, I do love that he had a flashback, Rob, to his. I'm, I like that flashback to the wartime. It reminds the audience that Leo was was medically trained. He's older. You know, generations, he died, he passed. So I really liked it. Back at the Hollowell Manor, the three sisters demand to know what happened to Leo. One of the elders came down to bring the news, and this angered Piper and called her to leave. When the three sisters, depressed, thinking about love and giving up Drake, love, Drake steps in. Cheer them up. Wait, Rob, this sounds like it was... Is, this, is it me or is this whole sentence sounds like it was, like, translated from another... From another language back to English. Drake steps in. Cheer them up. And encourage them not to give up on love. Which also encourages the sisters to find Leo. Leo goes to the local sheriff who promises to find out who he is. The paramedics had, uh, had thought his... The job of patching up the driver was professional. He has a flashback of facing a demon with his avatar lightning raiden powers. <laughs> so I love that they said Leo's fine. He just has no memory of who he is. And we dropped him in the middle of the world and you'll never know where he is. Okay. Thank you, elders. Thank you, Sandra. Yeah. It sucks that Sandra didn't actually like finish her story. I mean, I'm not saying that Piper like rudely interrupted her and kicked her out, which she did. But at the same time, I wonder if Sandra was going to eventually be like, he's on a test and that he also has the ability to choose to come back to it just seemed that sandra was just saying like oh he's just in the middle of nowhere and we don't know how long it's gonna be but that he that he has the opportunity to come back and also choose you so it's just more of instead of just saying oh his destiny he could have just said like you have an opportunity or now you have an opportunity, but he has an opportunity to come back to you. But she didn't get a chance to say that because she was already kicked out. So I don't know if that was going to be a secret or if she was going to work up on that. Do you think that's how I took it, Rob? I took it as she only came. They were going to be like, nope, we're not even going to tell them. The only reason she came down is because they were screaming and Piper demanded it and said her magic words of, that's it. That's my last. I would actually threaten them every day, too, if I needed to. I'm like, that's it. That was my last demon. Unless you come down here right now. So I honestly think she was so vague because she wasn't allowed to say anything. That's what I'm hoping because it's like ridiculous that they didn't even consider telling them at all. Like they weren't going to have the decency to even tell them what happened to him. Like, oh, those three, they're never going to say anything. They're never going to ask questions. Piper's quote of you just lobotomized the love of my life and you want me to take comfort in what? I really loved that. You effed up real bad now, Sandra. <laughs> Piper's <laughs> not happy. Yeah. Rob nuns with better outfits. Possible for the charmed ones. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought that was a great quote because they're all saying that Hollowell women will end up spinsters. 
Does it work for Matthews, though? Maybe she has. And love Phoebe's snow outfit. I thought it was really cute. Like, I wanted to see a winter uh, Christmas holiday-themed episode again after seeing her in her snow outfit with Drake. Oh, when they were in the Alps, I think they said? Or... <laughs> yeah, because I remember she kept it on for a while this episode. She took the gloves off, but it looked really cute on her. And I just love that that little, that little nod of he was doing things before he was dead. Yeah. Did the 150th episode really just have to re- boil down to reminding Phoebe to, re- <laughs> to love again? Uh, apparently. This, this is like the fourth or fifth time that Phoebe has been reminded to love starting with Cupid in whatever did we figure out season two she gave up love then Cole she gave up on love after Jason she gave up on love after this one she gave up on love and I was like oh my god Nick Lachey just came back five episodes before to remind you about love Phoebe Like, well, it, what? it just didn't stick. What? Like, come on, Phoebe. I just want to, like, there's worse things, you know, than being alone at this moment. Yeah. So also in this scene, we, we see, you know, Phoebe and Drake t- uh, talking and how Drake won't let the charm ones help him stay alive oh. after tonight as well. So he says that he has lived a very fulfilled life and has done everything that he needs to do in order to go out happy. Except for one thing, and that is to make sure Phoebe isn't stubborn anymore. But I wonder what it would take for someone to not have FOMO. You know, Drake has lived forever and he is completely content with what he's done. But I also wonder what it means to be fulfilled. Is that traveling everywhere? Is that learning every single skill? Is it, you know, experiencing every single sort of like moment as far as like being out, you know, just out in the world? Like, what does it mean to be fulfilled happy? You know, like, I wonder what that would include. Did he have kids? You know, does that count or anything like that? It's just a wonder sometimes that a lot of people put the pressure on folks to have to go out and literally experience the world in its literal form. Otherwise you're not living. And I think that's utter crap. I'm not saying that this show's promoting it, but it just gave me sort of this wonder of like, will I ever feel like I've fulfilled and and done everything to where I can be happy and just be like, I'm okay to die today. And what does that include? Does that include having a family, leaving a legacy or going to a specific country or learning something or making certain amount of money. You know, I, I just wonder what that is. And hopefully people don't, you know, assume that if you're not doing any of the above, that you can't say that you've lived a fulfilled life, you know, or you can't die happy. But I think it's also something cool to think about, you know, when you get to a certain age and just be like, are you okay to go today? And if not, what would make it okay for you to be like, I, I'm okay to go right now, you know? And it could just be something as simple as like finding the love of your life or something like that, you know? But I think I think yeah, people go. feel like, I think I would say that it's so individual what people feel satisfied with, I feel like. Someone could be so satisfied with growing a plant and just, I don't know, I'm thinking of something, you know, more simple. And then other somebody will be like, okay, this 
I I could have did this, 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 this. So I guess it's individually, but you do hear a lot of older people say, I wish I would have done more. Let's just say lived life, whatever that means. I get for some people, I guess it could be travel, but yeah, I guess there's you, you reflect and hopefully by the end of your life, you're happy with what you've done, but I think you've made a legacy, Rob, with this podcast. So <laughs> I think you're fine. You'll live on. Well, I mean, my my main point is that it's great that Drake feels that he literally has done everything that he wants to do and is quite content with like missing out on what the future holds or or what it would look like or anything like that. So I think that's pretty admirable to use his like last day to help others. You know, I just think that's cool. Uh, he also had a really fun line where he was just like, can we go upstairs? And then Phoebe's wow. like, cause we know what that means in the U S you know, saying, Oh, let's go upstairs. And he goes, oh, no, the book of shadows. Let's go up there. I just thought that was funny. Yeah. Phoebe, why are you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> so also in this, we also see that Piper starts to stumble on her own feet most likely because of the thorn that hit her. So it's a little bit of hint that there's a little bit of an effect to what just happened earlier in the episode. Piper, after calling Daryl, passes out, which again, she... (laughs) Rude as hell. I know, these people like, I understand that Piper's going through some shit, but they (sighs) continuously treat this man as this beck and call like get it done or else like i never i couldn't believe it i was like oh my god piper i understand it's it's yeah and then hangs up on him hangs up that was the worst i don't like like, that bye like yeah my life is more important than this daryl get it done yeah so she passes out and she finds herself out of her body and faced with none other than Cole Turner. I love this. I wish that I had it just like Piper. You know, I wonder if it was, you know, at this point, this is why I was like, was it fate that was supposed to have her be knocked out in order for this to come together and her and Cole hanging out? Cause she asked for help. She's like, please somebody help me. I need help. And she does this before she passes out. But I would love to like, just have no fear in dying because Piper looks at her. So she goes, Oh no, did I die again? (laughs) I was like, why is she so casual about it? She was like, God dang nabbit. I I died again. She's just like, take me please at this point. Like just, Oh God. But you know, it's funny because you know, Leo can't heal the dead. And so, again, I don't know why she's so calm about her dying, quote unquote, or whatever. So, besides Prue, I guess they have been lucky. Like, you're right. It's just become so, like, oh, geez, here I go again. I just I just would love to go to, in, to a point in my life where I am just like, oh, okay, I died. Amen. I'll just come back. And um, I do love Cole's entrance. Um, you know, in the trailer, I don't remember if they specifically said exactly how he's involved. Piper is the one that's going to be interact with interacting with him at this point. And I but thought that was great. But that's not how they make it look. I think they're yeah. like, oh, like they have Phoebe going like. <gasps> but I I do enjoy his entrance. He looked great. He was in the suit. He he obviously went back into that Cole role. Uh, the other sisters find Piper, and they are unwilling to call for the elders. 
you know, even Piper is like over my dead body. Yeah. Drake checks the book of shadows and Cole tells Piper that she is trapped in the cosmic void and he is here to help keep her and Leo together. Piper is very skeptical. Um, giving Cole's past. So Cole also in this scene sort of quotes Shakespeare, which is very surprising to Piper. And he says that it's because of a recent infliction. And we all know what that could mean. And there is a certain somebody on this show who is quotes Shakespeare a lot. This is another call out to the working. Yeah, this is another call out to the workings of Drake and Cole possibly working together. Yeah, back in the day, no idea. I I don't know. I guess maybe now I probably be like, oh, yeah. But back then I was like, oh, I like that Piper was stating the facts already. Like, you want me to break you out of the void somehow. This is just some plan. I do really enjoy that she's always thinking about that. Like, you never know with Cole, right? So love that. But. And we, we spoke about this other thing on, I believe, a Patreon, maybe, bonus episode. I think we, like, what? I don't even know how we got on it, maybe. But we read somewhere that it was possible that the reason that Piper had only scenes with Cole was because of due to Julian McMahon not being able to do scenes with Alyssa. So take it, whatever, however, whatever sides you fall on, Charmed fans. But it just sucks that... And it kind of makes sense, you know, right? Like, it kind of makes sense that there was no... Because in- you would want that interaction or something. We got the Phoebe, like, looking at the thing, the room kind of thing. But if that was the case, it just sucks because it's, like, another level of, wow, we could have gotten this or we couldn't gotten this if this one just... Th- this particular episode apparently took a very long time to film. Uh, all of Cole's scenes were filmed in literal one day. So they were on set for a very long time. And as far as the looks between Cole and Phoebe looking at each other, all of that was filmed separately Mm -hmm. and they were never in the same room together. So that is honestly just the power of editing. When Phoebe senses Cole, she's looking at nothing. And when Cole is looking at Phoebe invisible, that's a totally different day. So none of that was filmed. And I believe all the Texas stuff was filmed on a different day, you know? So like all of that that. were, were done on a, on a specific and standalone timeline. But yeah, I, I did read something about that too. And you know, that that's, that's the power of like movie magic and, and editing and stuff is that you're able to pull stuff like that off and, and be willing to, you know, put everything together. But I'm actually glad, even if they were on good terms, that they didn't talk to each other. Given this continuous theme of her giving up on love, I think seeing Cole would just keep her in that same mindset because it's a reminder of a failed attempt at love. And so it just didn't make any sense for him and her to interact with each other. Wouldn't it make it like it would redeem maybe him a little in her eyes that he went through all of this just to make her end up with love again. So he's gotten past the point that he's okay with her with other people now. So, well, I mean, for the audience's purpose, I think it's a very selfish sort of thing of like, Oh, we want to see those two interact again. But to be honest, if Cole really has changed, she doesn't need to brag about it. He doesn't need to, Phoebe doesn't need to know where it came from as long as it gets accomplished. And I'm okay with the fact that, 
he did this wonderful thing for her and he doesn't need to, you know, stand on a pedestal and be like, I did this for you. And I'm sure at the end of the day, Phoebe knows that Cole loved her, but I, I think she has moved on long enough for him to just be like, I don't need to redeem anymore. I know that I'm a good person. I know I did this for her. And it's a very selfless act. That's mm, kind of just yeah. how I see it. The only th- th- but the problem I still see with this is Piper. This is the only thing that annoyed me with this whole thing. Piper said to Cole you, that basically he decided to be the source. And they, that was one of those things that they have rewritten in their own continuity. He did it to save them. I mean, I've hated Cole at various points in this, sh- you know, over the years. But when you rewatch the show and you see it over and over again, you see it over that he really he did it to save them. He didn't choose to take. He took the Halloween for one thing. He didn't know, and they always make it like, "Well, you chose this, Cole. Well, you chose this, Cole." I always I do feel bad for the character that way. Gotcha. You know, like he didn't. He kind of saved you guys, so it does suck. I mean. so leo is in a diner when the waitress notes the tan line where his wedding ring once was this woman was nosy as hell (laughs) she was a little annoying and it's just this cliche of like wiping the same spot on the counter it's like move on to other customers stop talking to me he leo looked like he was annoyed like please go away i just want to eat in peace my god she was a little annoying so he has a brief memory of putting a ring on piper's hand outside the diner he finds a trucker going to san francisco and asks us for a ride Paige and phoebe are in the police station with daryl and an officer tells him that a john doe of matching description saved a man's life in texas Paige and phoebe orb to the diner and inquire after leo They learn that he is heading west. Cole tells Piper that he doesn't want Phoebe to give up on love, and this is why he wants Piper and Leo together. He is cursed to live unloved and doesn't want Phoebe to share the same fate. So I just want to comment on the mysterious trucker who just decides to come into Leo's life and give him a ride down uh, to San Francisco. So... While the truck hints that San Francisco is where Piper lives, I think that it's really fucked up for Odin to be the thing that drives him to choose one of his fates. You know, the sisters don't even get an opportunity to persuade Leo at all, and I find this very messed up. He is clear, like, I don't know anybody who would turn down an opportunity to help others. Regardless if it's in his, you know, wheelhouse or not. Yes, Leo was a healer and he loved helping people. But if you tell somebody, yeah, I have no memory of who I am. I'm giving you an opportunity to do great for others. Of course, you're going to say yes. It gives you a purpose until you figure out who you are. Like, of course, he's going to say yes. I just thought this was weird. And now at this point in the episode, this whole entire plot does not work at all. Because he's being manipulated Mm -hmm. and the elders really don't look good at this point. I just don't. And and then like, we'll find out later, but it's just like, he's chosen his fate. You're too late. And I'm just like, he didn't, I was like, he didn't even get like, no one else had a chance to be reminded of the choices that was given to him. So I feel that he was being cheated. Might as well have just forced him and erased him and, and reconstituted him as a white lighter. Cause this just didn't make any sense. So, 
I was pretty teed at this point. I agree. Everything you said, you spoke the words out of my mouth. It's crazy. It's It really is crazy. I do like that Paige came up with that idea that Sandra was trying to help them. So she caught on to that because honestly, I wouldn't have thought that. I'm like, oh, these elders are talking double talk again. I don't know what the hell they're saying. But thank God that Paige thought of that. I mean, good on you, Paige. It could have been an MVP you could have, if it wasn't for Drake. I do think that it is time for Leo to make a choice because he clearly doesn't know how to have both in his life. He had to go around and fuck around with avatars because he can't, you know, he's yeah, trying to do a double true. life. Like, you got to choose now because you literally changed the whole world because you're a greedy ass, couldn't, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, balance yeah, I mean, your he shit. He's done a lot. Yeah, he's done a lot to... <laughs> So the truck driver talks to Leo about having a calling to work for a greater good, trying to convince him that he should take his path. Paige and Phoebe catch up to Leo. Correct me if I'm wrong, Rob. Did that Phoebe look like a stunt double possibly running? From possibly. The they're in the truck. It didn't look like Alyssa, but I mean, it could have been. Um this is when this is when Rob says it's basically like I feel like they were just tugging Leo back and forth like no don't take him he made his decision like you said Odin <laughs> oh my god it was so funny he's such a bastard Odin Paige and Phoebe catch up to Leo the truck driver who is recognized as Odin though not by name orbs him away in that moment Piper revives but only Leo can heal her soul Paige and Phoebe orb to the top of the Golden Gate Bridge. Lucky that Phoebe knew as soon what to do. She knew like, oh no, if we go up on that bridge, they are gonna they're gonna be there and we're gonna convince Leo. Uh to call for the elders and Leo and Odin answer. Leo doesn't remember the sisters. Piper dying calls to Leo, who hears and jumps off the bridge, falling from grace. Did he hit literally i mean that oh, was yes. the bottom of that was the bottom of the bridge yes i want to say that it was so he was an elder i guess still and that's why he survived yes oh my god page orbs him and phoebe home to find Wyatt has healed piper you're too late Wyatt already healed her that is why he's my mvp rob yeah, so Odin sounded super culty the way that he was describing like, oh, I'm going up north. You want to come with me? There are a lot of people just like us there who are doing it. You know, it's just like he was being super vague without action. I'd be like, Greenpeace, what are you doing? Like Red Cross, help me out here. What exactly am I going to like? I'm not just going to agree to go to some stranger and, and just with this ambiguous like way of helping people. I just it was like, Odin, stop being so cryptic. What are you up to, right? Uh, I do enjoy the fact that uh, Wyatt was the one to heal Piper. I do love that. Uh, and even the line, you're too late, you know. And then even Piper even said an old friend helped. And I thought that was oh, really interesting. Friend. <laughs> there was a moment where, you know, Piper stood by Cole, even against Paige, and was like, He's part of the family yeah. now. Get over it. You know, they had his back for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so Leo falling from grace. Honestly, he really didn't have to do that. I mean, but here's my thing. Piper's in trouble. She calls out to Leo 
And if Leah was to go to her, he would be falling from grace. He wouldn't have powers to heal her. So I'm not exactly sure what Leah would have done and how he was supposed to really choose. That's what I thought too. I was like, well, what? He has no powers. So what are they doing? That's when he said, He's, you're too late. I was like, well, yeah, that makes sense. And while, But he, Odin said, hurry. Well, I mean, just while having to make the decision or, or just saying like, well, Odin, you know, said, no, an angel's never fallen from grace. When Leo had to make the choice between Piper and the elders, if the, he had chosen Piper, did, did they establish that he would be human or that he just wouldn't be an elder anymore? I don't remember him having to fall from grace in order to make the decision. This is just a very dramatic way of doing it, you know, because I mean, I, I, I think I'm going to talk about it in the next scene, but he, he has to stay on the sidelines now. He's human. Yeah. Like he already yeah. did this and he couldn't do it. He was literally passing out out of anger. Like, oh my God, I can't do anything. I have to blah, blah. And then he glows and starts, you know, helping people again because he couldn't stand being human. Like, I don't understand how this is any different, but I, I felt the same way. So, and they acted like it was the first time that it ever happened. Yeah. It's like, I see trees and birds. For the first I, time as a man without powers. <laughs> I just feel he's going to get restless just like all men do. Yeah. Cole did the same thing. Like this is why they are not meant to have powers because they can't deal with not having them. It's just like, yeah, it's, it's no, a little bit. I think it's just Leo's always need to be a part of something like the avatars, the elders, the, the white, white lighter. He's one of the people who will always get into a cult because he needs to be part of something. So yes, Leo... No, this is not good for him. Well, I mean, he has great knowledge of of the world of magic and whatnot, so he is definitely going to be useful. But at the same time, like, at this point, he has to, like, butt out and be like, you don't have powers anymore. You need to freaking chill. Like, I hopefully he can do that. This is Drake's last day of life. At magic school, Phoebe thanks him for helping her move on. And she has found her first real love since Cole. They share one last kiss before Drake walks away and closes the door behind him. For he doesn't want to Phoebe to see uh, his death. And so we learn at the end that the whole thing was set up by Cole. From Drake meeting the sorcerer to the thorn demons. And Drake has no regrets of anything from him becoming human to fall in love with Phoebe. He dies and his soul goes to heaven, leaving Cole to walk on earth. The next morning, Leo rejoices being human again with Piper. And I'm guessing this is where your birds and oh, mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah. So mm -hmm. uh, Cole, I mean, like I said, I just I, I like that reveal. I remember back in the day that I did not figure out that him and Cole were working together no. and even watching it today, learning that the thorn demons was also part of his plant. Like, I just think all of that is fantastic. And while I probably was curious as to how an interaction between Phoebe and Cole would have gone down, I'm okay with her with, with Piper and Cole being the ones talking through this episode i also think that drake's exit when he slides out of the door before the door shuts oh, on its own yeah. like he just went out with his own style of just you know being chipper and happy and full of life and dance and i just think all of that is great 
wonderful add to the charm verse and i'm so glad that he was a part of the show so rob does this actually uh show us with the mention like it says in this episode that since cole drake was her first big love so that means that she didn't love jason well you can love many people and more than once of course but as far as a big love i guess you know drake trump jason Ooh, jason Sorry, Jason. So I don't want to upset Charmies. I hope I didn't sound too like blah, blah about the episode, Rob, but I will highlight there the episode. I really like the ending. We get these bittersweet charmed moments. Uh, the death of, I think the fact that the death of Drake and that Phoebe moment on the couch, I really like that. And she's like, goodbye. I'm going to miss you. Really liked that. It gave me almost Buffy-esque feelings, something like, you know, when you know the death is coming. I loved that we got these classic, like, charmed, chimey string music in, like, the last two scenes of this. I think we got, like, the Piper Leo theme, I think it might be called. It's, like, this really, you'll you'll hear it. It's, like, if you think of Charm Season 1 music, like, that chimey, like, 90s, like, I don't know, I can't describe it, but... Um, so I really loved seeing that because it's a callback to like, oh, yeah, this is charm. These music like this, this highlights. But for 150th Rob, mm, I wanted just a little more, a little more. Totally understandable. Uh, I mean, the episode to me, I think, was pretty solid. Again, I didn't like how most of it transpired on rewatching. It's just not the most exciting episode to kind of rewatch. But at the end of the day for 150th, I I'm sure I was just on the edge of my seat the whole time (laughs) waiting for what was going to happen next. Cause again, a lot of big things sort of happen. So we'll see next week on charmed. If Leo can cut it as a human, we are going to be doing scry hard. I don't remember this episode by the title. So uh, yeah, I will be surprised when I push play to uh, take notes on this one. So we'll definitely be back next week to give you another episode and recapping episode 17. Now, being that it's episode 16, it's another four episodes. What does that mean? It's time for another Charmed game. This week, we are playing the game Word Up. And this is how it's going to work. Ryan and I came up with three specific words, one word, actually, each. And uh, it's it's a word that is associated with the charm verse. Now, in the frame of the old, old-time uh, game show called Password, we're sort of going to play in that sort of format, meaning that Ryan and I will take turns uh, uh, giving a clue, a one-word clue, to try and get the other person to guess the word that they are thinking of. And so he will say a word, I will guess what he's saying, and then we'll keep going until three possible words are given, and then we have to come up with the word that the other is thinking of. So I'm going to let Ryan go first. And For you... hilarity purposes. So Ryan, pick one of your words that you thought of and yes. give me your first clue. The first clue is... Crystal. Scrying? Ding, 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 ding. Oh, I got it on the first. 
Very nice. Okay. Now, I know that you love you a good crystal cage, but I don't know how I would have. I was hoping you were going to guess. But I I, I guess I could have just said cage, but I don't. Yeah. Um, Okay. So that basically that's how it works. Now, if it didn't work, he would give me another one word clue and then I would have to try and guess. Would you have guessed it after this? Tracking. Yes, I would have guessed it after that. (laughs) All right, so I'm going to start with an easier one since I got yours so quickly. Let's see if you can get this. So uh, the first one is absent. Victor. (laughs) Yes, that is correct. (laughs) You could have said Leo too, but you went with Victor. That is so funny. (laughs) That is correct. So my other clues was, damn, I should have said this one first. Okay, would you? Do you think you would have gotten it if I said cigars? Be honest, yes. you would have gotten it. I think okay. I p- always picture him with that. Oh, I got cigars, Leo. Okay, 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 fair, fair. That was yeah. good. That's a good one, though. Cigars. Okay. All right. All right. So, um, ooh, your turn. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> okay ring okay so your answer is one word also right i had i've noticed i have two word one but there's one that has two words after it but yeah i guess ring okay because yeah i right now i'm thinking of one word answers so yeah it's just yeah the answer is only supposed to be one word I, I have so many thoughts in my head. I just no. uh, see. I'm it's just general. It, well, that's the point. I am just going to say, uh, damn, I know this isn't the answer. I want to say grandmother's ring, like Grams's ring, but I know that's not it. That's good. That's really good, too. OK, that's a big one. But What's the second word? 70s. Oh, oh my. OK, ring. And then se- Nicholas. Yeah, Nicholas. Okay, I forgot about that ring. Okay, Nicholas. There you go. Okay, very well, good. My next one was flowers for Grams, but I, I was gonna say if I said flowers, what the fuck? You were like, I know that would have been flowers. Well, at, well, at first I was thinking of the '70s episode, but I'm like, no, I don't think he is talking about a ring in that episode. And then <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay, all right, all right, all right. Next one, angry. Piper. (laughs) Good one, but not that. Okay. Boss. Elise. Elise. Yes, that is correct. (laughs) The last word I had was newspapers. That was a very easy one, but I was curious if you were going to get it off anger. I know. Yes, that's correct. Elise. Okay. What's this last one that you have? Breasts. (laughs) <laughs> what? Paige? No, but I could see why you would say that. Okay. And I would have accepted that. Okay. Horse. The deuce are we talking about? Okay. Oh, God. Oh, um, um, are you talking about, um... Godiva. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Naked and Lady was another one. <laughs> okay, Godiva. I almost called her Godiva Girl, but I'm like, that's not her. <laughs> Godiva Girl. Okay. Godiva Girls. 
Okay, here's the last one. I think this is going to be the hardest one out of all of ours. So I'm going to stretch this out. I'm going to give the Charmy something to think about. Okay, so first one, villain, which could be anybody. <laughs> I feel like you picked villain, though, for that word on purpose. I could be wrong, but I'm going to say com- aggressor cute not the aggressor so my second word upper oh an upper level demon balthazar i always think of that guy who was always, are you balthazar that guy, crazy irish guy whatever he was scottish uh incorrect okay here is another word oh i'm gonna say this one first producer charmies wow wow okay spencer ricks Okay, nope. Okay, here's the last one. Bane. Oh, Tempest. It is not Tempest. Was Tempest involved with Bane? Why did I think Tempest was involved with something with Bane? No, okay. No, it's, it's what's his name, who's passed away. Um, oh, God. David Carradine? No. Well, he, he played Tempest. Oh, I'm thinking. So why am I thinking of Tempest then? I don't know. Oh my god! Okay, not okay. Tempest. So upper level demon, villain, no, with Bane, and is also and and then the word writer. So I made this comment a couple of times. There is a producer slash writer on. Oh yeah! Oh god, that's right. And his name is oh god, I forgot the live that live that live that. Oh no. It's lit lit back. Lidback was the demon yeah, on Lidback. the Give Me a Sign episode yeah, with Bane. Cameron Lidback is his name. Cameron Lidback. Oh my god, he's gonna put this in the test. Lipvac is va- lip lip I can't even say the name. Yep, it's a charmy game. Ryan can't say the word. <laughs> that, that was, was fun. fun. Yeah. No, I like that. I like that one. So if we play this again, I'll definitely make it a lot harder because we zip through those pretty quickly. But no, that was a good first run. I'm glad I got something. (laughs) (laughs) So we have one more game that we have not tried yet. It's called The Index. We will uh, play that game out in episode 20. (gasps) Right before the big two finale episodes, right? I think so. Well, I think that's going to do it for our episode today. I hope you guys all had a great time listening to us recap episode 16. Definitely come back for next week. Uh, Also, this would be a wonderful, wonderful time for you to uh, sort of investigate the Patreon page. We're coming close to the end of the month. A new pledge uh roundup will be happening and if you pledge you'll have access to all the bonus content or early access to new episodes as they come in and so this would be a great time to look into that it's bwto it's patreon.com bwth podcast and uh yeah we are still continuing to to do uh, new episodes on there right now we are going to do uh, a Christmas episode that basically puts as many kids from the show charmed as we can remember 
and put them on the nice list or naughty list for Santa. So uh, definitely check that out. It should be up now. And then also we have Ryan's Q&A that we did for his birthday as we get to know this new host. So again, patreon.com slash BWTH podcast and have a wonderful, wonderful day and brunch. This is Brunch with the Hollowells. Say goodbye. Bye. Charming. Sundays on the WB, Fresh Charmed is back. Come here. Ow! Six weeks, six fresh episodes. This is gonna be fun. They're fearless, fashionable. Where are you going? And a little freaky. Upstairs to change. I've been in this outfit for like the last hour. Six weeks of Fresh Charmed, starting Sunday on the WB. Charmy Confession. Okay, so I just have two things here that I want to talk about. Uh, it does revolve around Billy Zane and Drake Damone. With him being in this la- latest episode, it is his last. Why not? The Charmy Confessions are about him. I did put up a poll last week. In his very first appearance, he happened to sport at least four different outfits. So I was curious of the Charmies' uh, decision as to which outfit that they liked him best in in that first episode of Carpe Demon. And so with the poll up, it turns out that the Fred Astaire look was the most people's favorites with the um, all-black look before he was vanquished was runner-up. Uh, oh, so yeah night too he oh my god this seven year itch (gasps) he did look really good in this episode too right before he died i said no especially in the red especially in the red yeah uh also i got a message from uh kjz 87 who also is the host of words of the witches podcast apparently he went to a convention of some sort and ended up on a Q&A panel with Billy Zane himself and received a video of Kevin in the audience singing to Billy Zane. And Billy Zane obviously welcomed it and, you know, looked out for that pitch and was like, I'm sure pretty impressed with his courage uh, his courage to sing in front of him and, and let alone in front of all those people. Remembering the song too, yeah. Exactly. I'm sure the video is posted on uh, KGZ87's yep. page, so definitely check that out on there. But I thought that was really cool to also see Billy Zane in this video. Uh, <laughs> and he must get a thrill out of like knowing that his time on Charmed is so beloved you yeah. know and and stands out so that's wonderful always oh i thought that would have been really cool to see him and if i were there i probably would have waited in line or done whatever i had to do to be a part of that panel as well so um that's i just think that's pretty cool so there you have it for our charming confession should you guys have any opinion about the current episode we just recapped any past episodes of charmed or anyone coming up um, especially on Scryhard, let us know. Send a message on Anchor FM, leave a voicemail, or you can DM us 
at uh, BWTH Pod on Twitter or Brunch with the Hollowells, all one word, on Instagram.